Episode 74 of the Strong Style Story Podcast here on the PWOM Podcast Network. I am your host, selector, Jeffrey Wessel. You can find me at Strong Style Story without the E in style on Twitter. The blog is at strongstylestory.tumblr.com. And with me today, co-creator, co-host, Chris Damasceno. Chris, how are you, man? I think at this point I'm just ready to get this episode in the can, considering everything that's sort of gone on over the last uh, tour. So let, let's just get the show on yeah, the road. Yeah, let's get the show on the road. Uh, the New Japan Cup has been fought and won by the wrong person, quite frankly. <laughs> because, Chris, you were right. Shingo made the run. Yeah. I did not see that. I, I didn't see it coming. He made the run. But they gave it to Will Ospreay instead. You know, at the same time, putting bias aside for like 30 seconds before we go into full-fledged what we're going to need to go into with this one, uh, we've been talking for a while that all of these main eventers in New Japan are getting a little bit on the old, on the somewhat older side at this point that they've got to create bring in some new people, create them accordingly, you know, uh, do the things that they got to do in that regard. And I mean, Will Osprey objectively fits those categories. It's just bias back on. He is a fucking shithead. So yeah. not, not, pl- not pleasant in any way, shape or form. And I think the aftermath of that, particular main event for as fun of a tournament as it was and there were some really good highlights like david finley making a run to the final four it was a very welcome surprise now that was cool. yeah now that was cool no i, I enjoyed it. that was well. cool he's been having a bit of a low-key run since coming back from injury with some strong stronger showings on the njpw strong branch of things uh it seems like they're really like letting him get to do some stuff and shine a little bit more he, Since the injury, now, which is nice. Yeah, he's now he's impact not, tag team co-champion with Juice Robinson. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, yeah, low key. I mean, yeah, some some folk were getting some weird low key pushes after after lockdown, like Yoshihashi. You know, he, he, yeah. he's been getting a real soft push. Although that yeah, appears to be over now. Had, yeah, I mean, he had a respectable run in this New Japan Cup compared to the years before. So I mean. Good on him. He's still not my cup of tea, but I'm sure like his fans are super happy about it. Which hey, he's not like. Yeah, I mean, he's just he's just always, always just been there, you know. He's just been kind of there. He's he's the guy that came back at the same time as Okada and was just sort of the forgotten man of that particular ex, uh, excursion in the aftermath of it. Right. So, uh, in any event, um, yeah. So Osprey gets the win. On the New Japan Cup final, and uh, yeah, I, that it should have been Shingo because 
Because Shingo, you know? Yeah, I mean, again, Shingo had a fantastic tournament throughout. Great matches through it. I do still think he is in line at some point to make that push. But I'm also kind of glad it's not immediate that they're not burning the Kota Shingo match immediately. Because I do think that has legs to be in one of the bigger cards for New Japan. Whether it's, that's at a Dominion or some of the other shows that I'm sure we're going to be talking about. Because they have introduced a couple of things that are coming up on the upcoming tours. Including... Two very interesting shows, to say the least. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, wait, oh, I think I know the ones. You're talking about the outdoor ones, right? Or, yes, or the baseball I'm, 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 ones. Yeah. Yes, I'm talking about Wrestle Grand Slam. Right. Yes. Yeah, we'll, 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 we'll get into those here. Uh, we'll get into those here shortly. But, uh, yeah, I got to say, that, you know, Osprey's method of showing just how dedicated he is to getting the title by, you know, hitting a diamond cutter on... B Priestley was like, yeah, uh, you know. Okay, we've had, we've had a lot of takes about it. And I'm sure like there's gonna be Osprey Simps who might get a glimpse of this. Thankfully, we're not that popular, so there won't be that many of them. But <laughs> just, Damn. I, I mean, seventy four. We we're, we're seventy four episodes in, and you're still bashing how little we get listened to. <laughs> l- l- listen. Sliding in low-key in situations like this, I consider to be a pro rather than a con. But okay. <laughs> let, let, let me just put it this way. Uh, I'm sure there are going to be people that are going to defend this and say, hey, it's wrestling. B. Priestley's a pro wrestler. And like, okay, but that doesn't change the fact that, once again, when you're appealing to a worldwide audience and you're just evoking the equivalent of an angle between Randy Orton and Stacy Keebler all those 14, 15 years ago were just randomly deciding to assault a woman to show just how violent and desperate you are to get the things that you want. It's it's not a good look. And in this particular situation, it's not a good look for either one of them because everybody had to sign off on this before anything happened. So it makes Osprey look like an even bigger dipshit both on and off camera. So it makes B Priestley just seem like, well, you know, domestic assault isn't that big of a deal for her. But then again, considering the shit that they've done to Pollyanna and God knows who else, knowing their track record at this point, uh, it, it does. It seems to be on brand for them to just not give a shit about anything but themselves. Uh, the crowd had no idea what was going on, and then it's just, it's just overall not a good look. Who okayed, like somebody like Ghetto or somebody in that vicinity should have looked at this and gone, maybe let's rethink this. If we really want to write B Priestley off entirely from our programming, just have her leave. It's not going to be that noticeable of an aspect, and you can always right. just have. It, it be explained in a backstage comment. Oh, she's busy with stardom and trying to win the title off uh, the red belt off of Tommy Hayashi Shida, which is a thing that is going to be happening there. Well, right. The I mean, I mean, we all know that she's still going to be a Bushi Road employee. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So it, it's not you. You're overcomplicating things and leaving a bad taste in people's mouths in the process, which yeah. it just it was a bad move, and they need to do better for this because this is the kind of stuff that will lose you an audience to an extent and that was a lot of 
I definitely noticed a good chunk of Twitter discourse being around that, hey, I'm not so sure I want to keep watching this if that's the way things are going to go. And people are completely valid for that. So Yeah, I mean, it, 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 was, a, it was a bad angle. I mean, just mm-hmm. yeah, don't get me wrong. It, it, it was a bad angle as part of another angle that seems to be going over like a lead balloon, which is this this unification of the titles. Because as time has gone on, it, it, this has not had any traction at all. And even to the point where New Japan is aware of it because now they're kayfabing it, too. Mm-hmm. You know, with you know, Tanahashi and, and, and Okada kind of like being kind of mad towards Kota Ibushi right now, even though they keep getting teamed with each other. Oh, Okada's expressions during the uh, six men that they had, I think it's the co-main before the finals was just, it was gold, to be honest, just because you can tell just how much, like, internalized disdain he has for Kota Ibushi, basically shitting on his legacy as a whole by doing the things that he's currently doing. Yeah, it, like I said, it, again, it, it's obvious New Japan know that this is not going over very well. Which, yeah, it, oh, go ahead. It's, no, it, it's definitely not. And I just got, I just got to hope that they nail the spells because if they don't, that's just going to be that might be that one thing that tips the iceberg of people just going, yeah, this is terrible. Just axe the whole thing and shut it down shut it down now yeah i mean well i mean it's too i mean they can't completely shut it down now no you can't but i mean they're already they're already well on the path but yeah i mean i even wrote that yesterday because um yeah they're they're actually going to be finally unveiling said belt on Mm -hmm. tuesday the 30th uh by the way uh this show won't be posted until either Monday the 29th or Tuesday the 30th. So by the time this is posted, we may have already seen the belt. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, they, they just better hope that they get this. Uh, they, they really need to get this belt correct because th- this may be the only chance that they have to, to rescue this. Because this, I mean, again, I, I don't mind it per se. I, I think it's needless, but at the same time, you know, it, it, it's wrestling and everything is, is ephemeral at best, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. Um, but, yeah, this, yeah, that, it, 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 if they want this this new direction to succeed, this is, they, they need to nail this belt. So, yeah, I guess we're, we're, we're going to find out. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're, yeah, they're, they're, they're fucking around, so we're, we're about to find out, you know. We are about to find out, yes. So, uh, anyway, so that's I'm, coming up on Sunday the 4th at Sakura Genesis. Uh, Cody Ibushi defending the now IWGP World Heavyweight Championship against Will Ospreay. Yeah, you have also JY kind of setting his sights on Hiroshi Tanahashi and the never open weight title, which I guess by default this does make it the secondary title at this point. It, it does, so, but it's kind of weird, though. It is a little bizarre. Yeah, it, it given how long we've covered this company, it feels. I mean, it's not a bad change per se. It just feels odd, given that the belt was like the redheaded stepchild for a good amount of years there, and just well, and, and then it became the belt of old timers and guys who just like to you know club each other over the head, you know. Yeah. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, and, and people start talking about you know a, a never style match, which that was not what it was supposed to be ever. No, <laughs> you know, this was supposed to be like the introductory titles for 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 younger wrestlers. You know? Yeah, imagine. But but yet the first the steps the, we've come through, right? But. but yet one of the first champions of it was Masato Tanaka. So you know what? I don't know. <laughs> It's oh, right. wrestling, folks. It's uh, uh, one good note about Sakura Genesis. Not to say that everything else has been a bad note. So, or, I mean, it might be. Um, yo, yo, hey, Kamatsu, making a big return. Happy for him because it's been about almost a year at this point since that uh, injury happened. It was like, last year's. It, it was like the third shows when they returned from lockdown. Yeah, during the, new J- during the New Japan Cup at that, so it's just, it's unfortunate. So I'm glad to see that he's back. Uh, Rapongi 3K have their sights set on the junior uh, tag belts, which they never did lose because of injury and the like. So. Right. But 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 again, the, the, the cycle begins anew. <laughs> mm-hmm. The never-ending cycle that is... Uh, Indeed. You know, they... Re- we are, we are, are we starting to see some cracks in New Japan here <laughs> again? I think it's always, with those particular divisions, it's always been there. It's just, once again, you see the cycle go through one too many times, and you're just like, well, things are happening. Yeah, I mean, and, I mean, I can see a, a, a certain result happening here, which is I think Sho will get a, a pin we'll get the the win mm-hmm. and then they'll parlay that into a challenge for show against El Desperado for the the junior belt true yeah i could see that just that, that, uh... i i could just see that happening yeah now i mean show's pretty acquitted himself as being a decent singles wrestler while yo whilst yo was out is yo going to get left behind at this point you wonder at this point. It does make it does make me feel like it's a situation where Rapongi 3K's sort of uh, shelf life might be coming to its end at this point, just for more so for the sake of both guys in it to move on accordingly in their respective careers and yeah. see where things go. But I mean, we we still could get that that. Ibushi unit that we talked about because he's gonna need one if, if everybody's getting pissed off at him. <laughs> mm-hmm. Even in in kayfabe, you know we're we're gonna have to because you know he he keeps getting teamed with former IWGP champions except for you know Tamaki Hanma, which mm-hmm. why is he still wrestling? Like seriously, I can't answer that because I don't know, and at this point it's just. Mm. All right, so let, let's go down the rest of the card for Sakura Genesis, uh, the full card on uh, Sunday, April the 4th, on, on the blessed day of our Lord, uh, Easter Sunday, from uh, Tokyo Ryogoku Kokugi Khan, uh, which is good because the sumo basho just ended today, so now they had time to, you know, get that all configured. Mm-hmm. Much. Uh, first match, Taichi, Zack Sabre Jr., and Doki, Versus Tamatonga, Tangaloa, and Jado. Are they low key trying to babyface turn Suzuki Gun? I don't think it's so much a babyface turn. It's just more so they're the lesser of two evils. 
more than anything. Oh, no, they keep trying to make Taichi look somewhat sympathetic now because he keeps, you know, consoling, you know, his his partners in Suzuki-gun, you know, if they take a huge loss, you know? I mean, Taichi is just a very nice and caring human being, and he misses Miho Abe a lot. So, you know, <laughs> pandemic's probably getting to it more than anything. You know what? That's a good that that's a good angle I hadn't thought of. <laughs> that is a good good explanation. But yeah, they are really continuing the Suzuki going in Bullet Club, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Uh, next up, we have Kazuchika Okada, Toriyano. Hiroki Goto, Tomohiro Ishii, and Yoshihashi. Versus, (laughs) sorry, I had to take a breath after that one. Yeah. Uh, Evil, Kenta, Yujiro, Aiji Ishimori, and Dick Togo. Uh, Okay. Uh, Yeah, a 10-man on a mega show. Yeah, that's not a good sign. (laughs) Just, Just fuckery all around, but it is what it is. Uh, our third match on the show, Tetsuya Naido, Sonata, and Shingo Takagi versus Great Okan, Jeff Cobb, and a mystery new member of the United Empire. Chris, who could this be? All right, so I think most people's answers at this point and the signs from previous shows point to Toa Hinare finally making the turn. Now, and... well, now what makes now? Why is that? Just because over the past couple of shows, he's had, you know, his bit of, of frustration where Tenkoji's sort of, like, ignored him to the side and left without him and that stuff, and he's felt disrespected. And it would also fit the unfortunate theme of the United Empire where a dickwad of a British man pretty much uh, commands underlings from different countries that Britain has either conquered or tried to conquer at some point or another to do his bidding. That sounds unfortunately very much on brand. And I think with Hinari being there, it would be another situation where they have the fluctuation between heavyweights to do, obviously, somebody chasing the world title, Osprey in this case, somebody to chase the never title with Okan and then do like tag team stuff between cop and whoever the mystery person is if they go the heavyweight route but to me i think a possible low-key possibility if you will to that would be robbie eagles because we haven't seen him around in a while he only really joined chaos because osprey was there in the faction at the time and the united empire and, and the united empire does need a junior heavyweight, so okay, okay, that would also fit the bill. That is a, you know what, that is a good one. Um, the choices I was scared of, of who it may be. Um, now I, I think in, in a chat we had you you mentioned Kyle Fletcher as a possibility. No, I think that was either uh, Dave or Lee that mentioned it, and that would also fit in the big heavyweight that does sex things. But I just figure if they're gonna bring in. Kyle at any point in the New Japan, it's probably going to be him and Mark Davis as Aussie Open. But okay. whether it is like as a tag team that's part of the United Empire or just doing their own thing, I don't know. I just figured that the usage for Kyle Fletcher himself, like it would be pairing him with Mark Davis just as they've done all over the world and just adding to the heavyweight tag division. 
They also have kind of unfinished business at one point with the Gorillas of Destiny for the uh, heavyweight tag titles from a while back. Yeah, so that's true. That's true. That's a revisit at some point. Okay, so here, here's who I, I, I was scared who it might be. Mm-hmm. Uh, number one, Marty Skrull. Oh yeah, but they, they guess, play, since last yeah. we since last we spoke, um, I think um, they have moved away from Marty Skrull, and they're not using him on NGPW Strong. Thank God. I, I think some I remember somebody on Twitter. I wonder if it was Emily Pratt who reported further on the details of that initial leak when it happened, or somebody else where they mentioned that apparently. The leaker might have done it just to, as like a test run to see how people would react to it, and then they just reacted to that at that point. And just still gross, but would, would it surprise you? Very, no, it would not. Absolutely not. I mean, I think we're all pretty used to wrestling being filled with you know fuckery at this point. So uh, the other one, wrestling is fuckery, Jeff. It really is. It really is. Um, the other choice that kind of, I'm scared who it might be outside chance, but considering, you know, who this matches against mm-hmm. and will be a way to, to put the shock into them. La Sombra, since he has been released from WWE now, however, uh, the timing may not work. Yeah. Just because of quarantine and the like, and I also have the feeling that if they're going to bring La Sombra at any point to New Japan, it's going to be having top billing as like a premier guy. Whether that's, you know, aligned with Los Ingobernables de Japón by proxy or just doing his own thing. I just think at this point, La Sombra is a big enough name to where he can't be playing you know, uh, second fiddle to Will fucking Osprey. Yeah, right. And I get you. So you know what? I I do like the ideas. Now that you mentioned, I do like the ideas of both Ro- of Robbie Eagles. Mm-hmm. And, I or, think Hanare or, or, or is... Hanare because they they need to do something with him. Because... Yeah, exactly. And that and that's what I figured that it is like this is that big something for Hanare to sink his teeth into finally after all these years. Yeah. I mean, so, he, he, he's been a good little hand, but yeah, they're they're clearly not doing anything with him. Mm-hmm. So, uh, our fourth match of the evening: uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi and Satoshi Kojima versus Jay White and Bad Luck Fale, and that goes into Jay wanting to get the never belt off of Tanahashi for some reason. Yeah, I think I think this is where the definitive like fall over Tanahashi happens, just to solidify it even further. That yeah, that title shot is happening at some point or another. Right. Um, and then the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Championship, El Desperado and Yoshinobu Kanemaru defending against uh, Roppongi 3K, Sho and Yo in Yo's big return match. And then the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship match, Kota Ibushi versus New Japan Cup 2021 winner Will Ospreay. Chris, what do you think of this card overall? I think it'll be decent. I'm just probably not planning on watching it still just due to my own indifference to the whole Osprey and the aftermath of the uh, New Japan Cup final situation. Like, I'm just giving it a break until the aftermath of that tour and then just like, okay, let's reevaluate and see where this goes because just... Honestly, uh, this card, I I, I mean, there are some things there 
But for this to be a mega show and only have two title matches, this is a weak, it does feel weird. This is a weak card. I'm sorry. This is a weak card. Like it, it very much feels like they're saving up their stuff for later. And like either the, the show's coming up, but it's still just very much like, wait, you're advertising this as a somewhat major show, and this is what you're coming up with for your audience? Is. This usually is. This is usually the spring mega show. Mm-hmm. And I know that there's still, you know, restrictions in place because of the pandemic, which I want to touch on that in a little bit, mm-hmm. um, too. But... You know what? Honestly, with two title matches, if it wasn't for the Mystery Man in in the United Empire team, this car would be a wash to me. Mm-hmm. You know, fair. I do agree with that. I mean, I mean this is that's that's why I'm starting to wonder if we're starting to see cracks in New Japan because things are. I mean, there's a veneer of yes, some new things are happening here, but. At the same time, there really are not. <laughs> you know? That makes sense. Like the, it, I, get, it, I, I get where you're coming it, from it, with that. And... It, it, it's the old Stanley illusion of change. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it's still too early in the year to like decide if this full year is just technically a down year on most aspects of it, outside of business numbers, which you know, with a pandemic and all affecting it, I don't think we can. 200% have a full, clear picture of what that's like, but... But creatively. Yeah. Creatively, so far, it's been a couple of new things here and there. Definitely some experimentation on certain aspects, but then others seem very much business as usual. Yeah. And there are some big shows coming up, too, because uh, we're, we're actually going to get a wrestling Duntaku cycle this year. Yes, uh, uh, with two shows at that. Well, so, two two nights yeah. of wrestling Dontaku on the third and fourth of May from Fukuoka, the the traditional site of of these shows uh, on, the tra- on, then, on the traditional date as well. Yeah, there's also and then wrestling Satsuma no Kumi. Yeah, uh, exactly. Satsuma no Kumi a couple days before. Yeah, both in uh, in Kagoshima. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, yeah, let's let's talk some Russell Grand Slam. <laughs> It's an interesting concept because one, uh, you you've got to believe that the Yokohama not as completely because Naito's been showing them for years in the state. The folks at uh, Yokohama Kart going, yeah, sure, we'll let you use it, our it, stadium as so long her- as you do it here. It, it's Hiroshima Carp. <laughs> Hiroshima, sorry. Yeah. So like, yeah, it, it has nothing. Yeah, it has nothing to do with that. I, Damn it. I, I'm thinking it maybe. Well, I'm thinking maybe it, it's a makeup because they didn't do the the August eighth show in, in Yokohama this past year because of oh. of, of everything. Yeah, you, you know, oh, they're always yeah. supposed to do August eighth in in Yokohama. So it took me a moment. Sorry. Yeah. But. So, I mean, or alternatively, that's just a day where there was a, a stadium available. <laughs> You know, fair enough. I, yeah, I, I don't know when the the Japanese baseball season is, but you know, because this is clearly what they're homaging. Um, and then you know, there's a two weeks later, there's a date in the Tokyo Dome. Now, why is that massive? Is because for the last couple of decades, only New Japan has ever run the Tokyo Dome, and that's only been on January the fourth. This is the the first time I had it with me. Uh, 
Hang on a second. I gotta I gotta search uh my res I, I gotta search my notes here. Things we can edit in post if we really <laughs> need to. Or not, but yeah, when they mentioned Wrestle Grand Slam, it was like, oh shit. When oh here we go. I got it right here. Uh the last time that they ran a Tokyo that any wrestling company had run a Tokyo Dome show other than, you know, the the empty arena DDT match, which doesn't count. Um mm -hmm. But uh, the last time they, they ran, that New Japan ran a Tokyo Dome show outside of January 4th was uh, Tokan Sozu New Chapter on October 8th, 2005. Do you know what the headlining match of that show was? You're going to have to refresh my mind because I definitely do not remember. It was, okay, I'll, 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 give, you a, I'll give you a hint. It was one of the worst matches in New Japan history. <laughs> So Kazuyuki Fujita was involved in some way, shape, or form. <laughs> you know me too well. And, and also, yes. <laughs> Damn it. I thought I was right. <laughs> no, 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 no. You are correct. Kazuyuki Fujita was involved with this. That's what I'm saying. I hate that I was right about <laughs> right, that. Right, I got you. <laughs> yes, I think you are. I, I think he... Kazuki Fujita stands like in the same blessed company as Tadao Yasuda and Kensuke Sasaki for me, you know. Oh Jesus Christ! Uh, the match was Brock Lesnar beating Kazuki Fujita and Masahiro Chono in a three-way match for the IWGP Heavyweight Title. And we no all wonder, and we no, and, what, no wonder they decided to never run the Tokyo Dome outside of January 4th after that match. Jesus. Oh, God. Well, you know what? That, that, is a, that is a topic for Strong Style history. Oh. Like, when, when, when do you see the exact moment that New Japan started on its shitty run? And it, I, you know what? I think you can point to this. <laughs> Because and that, that's that, that's the thing. Like, we love Chono here, but we definitely knew at that juncture of his life that he was getting up on the years. And Brock Lesnar is Brock Lesnar. He just does his he just does what he's told to do in terms of his job. Beats people up, goes home, whatever. Steals, at this point, steals and the title, then, you know. I I put that more on the Noki than on him at this juncture, but just my goodness, the mess that they that made in which the and the amount of steps that they had to take just to try to fix that on top of it was something else. But hey, it, hopefully it, we don't get a hopefully this main event for this upcoming Tokyo Dome show outside of January fourth or fifth is not completely cursed. Oh my goodness! You know, do you remember there was a time when other companies ran the Tokyo Dome? Because remember, in that same year was the year of Noah running the dome with you know Kabashi against uh, Kensuke Sasaki, which is like one of the best matches of all time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, good times, man. But, good times. Uh, yeah, I think they they saw that the the success of the Jingu Stadium show shows that yeah there is there is a market to have outdoor New Japan. Yeah, no, it's it's not a bad call to make. Jingu was a very nice 
exper- experiment in that regard. And it was a good I'm show, I'm glad too. that it paid off enough. Yeah, exactly. The show was enjoyable as well. Just good atmosphere. So, yeah, definitely – I think that more outdoor events and pro wrestling is never a bad thing, like barring weather and the like. Right. Well, I mean, that's, you know, warrior wrestling in Chicago has kind of gone to that model now, mm-hmm. you know, well, you know, the pandemic, uh, you know, because of the pandemic, which, uh, yeah, uh, I, I just want to throw this out there. Uh, did you know if, if I, I have been covering, you know, COVID-19 in Japan somewhat in the blog, yeah, and uh, with the state of emergency. The, in the cases there, it's still it's a sticky situation, to be yeah, honest. Yeah, well, I, I, I happened to be watching NHK while I was typing today's blog, and what's the first thing that the news broadcast, that, that their little news update says? Uh, cases have risen again now that they ended the state of emergency. Wow, who saw that coming? Yeah, uh, unfortunately, it's that situation that until the vaccine is widely available and people do take it to develop the antibodies accordingly to where it's not going to make you like 100% like immune to it. But at the very least, if you get it and you have the vaccine and you at that point, you're able to fight it. Ideally, you're able to fight it much better and you're not spreading it to other people. Right. But the the, the point of the matter here is, is that the, the as we've mentioned before, the government is hell bent on the Olympics happening, and oh god, still, well the yeah still. well the, the the torch run began this week. So yeah, um, uh, they, 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 I just they, think at this point, like Tokyo might want to be avoided for like the next like two months straight between before the Olympics and after. Yeah. Um, and one thing I forgot to mention is that uh, there was an earthquake. Uh, right. In the middle actually, of a show at that there is been, when it happened. There have been several earthquakes in Japan uh, in, in or, or near Fukushima, which, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. That, that, if that doesn't send chills down your spine, Nervous, then, then you're, you're not sweating. paying attention. Yeah, sweating, to and, say the least. And especially since the torch relay began on Thursday in Fukushima. Now, uh, do we know if Kazuchika Okada is still being a torch runner for Aichi? Uh, I don't know. I don't know how that's going to work now, to be honest. Yeah, I don't know. I'm figuring that's still a yes unless they tell us otherwise. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I mean, do we have any? I, I really had no way of knowing either until mm-hmm. somebody else reported it. So, but yeah, I don't know. I. I, I yeah, you know, and we see, you know, in Sakura Genesis, even that they made it a six-match show because of the pandemic. You know, because of the 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 emergency order being lifted. If they keep spiking, we're going to see a. They have to go back to the emergency order. They have mm-hmm. to. And I, you know how that's going to affect you know even you know wrestling Dontaku cycle because there are a string of five count them five consecutive Cork and Hall shows. Mm-hmm. Very much so. Yeah. The, it's, again, we're heading into an unknown at this point, so... Now it's an unknown wait and that, see approach. It's an unknown that really we shouldn't be in, but here we are. You know? Mm-hmm. 
but you know that, that that's just how I, I how I see it. But uh, in any event, the um, you know something we we should also mention uh, on this because this is going to be a short show, by the way, <laughs> because really we don't have all that much. We 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 basically covered everything we we almost want to cover except for a couple of items. Number one, um, I haven't seen any updates on this, but um. Genichiro Tenru took ill and went into hospital uh, earlier this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the nineteenth, wasn't it? Yeah, nineteenth, well, was it? Yeah, it was on the nineteenth. So actually, I guess a week and a half ago, uh, congestive heart failure. Yeah, which man, between him and Inoki both being hospitalized over the course of this month too. Which is... Oh no! Oh wait, Inoki was hospitalized. Yeah, he had a recently. He recently had some surgery done. Uh, I don't believe there was anything too descriptive. At least I didn't read anything on it. But I did hear that he went for surgery, and that people were saying he was kind of in a bad way in the process of it. So. Oh shit! I had no idea. Oh jeez. Yeah, te- yeah. Tenru is still in the hospital from the looks of it because. Uh, apparently he was supposed to have a uh, talk show today uh, as of this recording, which March 28th is when we're doing this, with Kenta Kobashi that had to be cancelled, and that's how we know he's still in the hospital for the time being, so... Right. Oh, jeez. I had no idea about Anoki. Mm-hmm. Good lord. You know, we, we, we may be hitting some of the... one of those time periods, then, if uh, when, uh, yeah, so, some of our legends are going to be going. Yeah, just here's hoping for speedy recoveries all around. Yeah, in, in, as much indeed. As you can help it. Indeed, so. indeed. Um, we, but, we we have shit on Antonio Inoki a lot in this podcast, especially on like the previous days of the past. But <laughs> hey, it's... We, we we were shitting on him ten minutes ago. <laughs> also, that yes, <laughs> it's like it, it's been a time-honored tradition at this point to talk about Inoki booking as a whole here and just... <laughs> well, at least, it, it, at least in the 2000s. Inoki booking yes, in the 2000s. In the, in the 2000s. But yeah, it's a situation too where it's like, uh, just in general, like a loss like that happening, especially now on top of everything, just would be too much, man. Yeah, like, well, I mean, even as we do that on the blog, I, I've, you know, I, I've written about Inoki on the blog too. And, you know... In, in in flattering terms, you know. So I mean, mm-hmm. you know, it, it it's complicated. You know, Definitely. as they say, it's complicated. Um. Well, one last thing I want to touch on here, real quick. Um, CMLL has announced that a a unit that was uh, thrown together between El Terrible, Niebla Roja, and Angel de Oro. Uh, they were going by the name Los Terribles Chavez, uh, with you know, Nebla Roja and Angel de Oro being the Chavez part of that unit. Yeah. They, they are now going by Los Nuevos Ingobernables. So CML are basically going, hey, we have the trademark, let's try to make some money off of it. Pretty much. Now, in, in fairness, El Terrible has been, you know, Part of, you know, in New Japan as part of Los Ingobernables de Japón. 
Yeah, because yeah, him and Shingo had the tag league the one year, I right? Believe, right. And, and, and lest we forget, El Terrible was also part of the Bullet Club for a brief time. He, he, he and Ray Bucanero, and one other whose name escapes me at the moment. Yeah. If just... if we remember that, I mean, I I think Ray Bucanero was still wearing Bullet Club gear even like years after the fact. You know. Of course he was. Because he's Ray Bucanero, and that's what he does. But, uh, yeah, so they, they've now... They, they've now given them Los Nuevos Ingobernables. La, co- La, co- La Comandantes might be who you're thinking of. Say again? Oh! La Comandante. Oh, the other the other member of the Bullet Club from CMLL? I believe so, yes. I just qu- quietly forgot about. Mm-hmm. Um... Now, I, I, yeah, the, the, there is a link between Terrible and the Ingobernables, obviously, because he was like the last man standing after, you know, La Sombra left, uh, La Mascar was fired in 2017, uh, Rush and La Bestia were fired in 2019, and mm-hmm. Marco Corleone just kind of left, <laughs> left the business because, you know, he's got that telenovela money now. <laughs> It's like, it's like he's got telenovela money. He's got a hot wife. He's got children. At this point, the man has it made. Might as well just yeah. He enjoy. doesn't. He doesn't have to take, a, take another bump in his life if he doesn't. And want enjoy, to. enjoy life. Like you survived being Mark Jindrak in the WWE, where they did nothing with you post WCW. Like live your best life, dude. At yeah. this point, it was amazing how actually I always admired how actually over he ended up getting in. In CMLL as Marco Corleone. Yeah, definitely. I mean, like, Kim and O'Hare together were very good, and both, I think, had, like, things that they could offer to a company. It's just, it's the kind of stuff that got highlighted way too late in WCW, and by the time that they closed and got bought out, it's just, they didn't know what to do with them. On the WWF, yeah, we're we're, side, yeah so. we're 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 currently in the twentieth anniversary phase of of that whole of WCW oh, dying. Yeah, right. You know, he, he, I mean, That's... we're we're kind of getting off topic here, but you know, we we, we kind of want to fill an hour too. It, um, it, it sort of shows how <laughs> little of a show we had actually this time around. Well, I mean, that's what happens when they just keep you know they they keep. Th- I mean, remember when they used to take breaks between tours? Yeah, good times. You know, now it's like, you know, it's like, oh my goodness gracious! What, what are these? What are these breaks you speak of? Yeah, right. You... Anyway, the the point is, is that you know, Los Terribles Chavez was a bad name for a unit. Um, so is Los Nuevos and Gobernables. <laughs> it, it is a horrible name, and you know, I, I think. In the history of pro wrestling, we have seen numerous, and I, and I mean numerous, occasions where they have tried to make lightning strike again, and it just does not. You know, mm-hmm. the, the 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 one thing that may be the exception that proves the rule is the re is the reunion of natural vibes and Dragon Gate. True, very true. Because that seems to be going over quite well, actually. Natural Vibes was always popular before, and I think with their case, it's a little more unique in the fact that it got cut off as they were really hot as it was for the sake of a company-wide storyline. So right. it makes sense to bring them, bring them back, bring in a few new members, and just 
let them run while doing their thing. So, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, that, that's what I'm saying. But how many times, like when the Shield reunited, like that—that that was diminishing returns. The Four Horsemen, the NWO. I mean, on and on and on. You know, there, there are countless, countless examples of why you should not reunite or try to do something at brand something as the new version of something. You know. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it, it's CMLL. I, I, I honestly don't think CMLL gives a shit. No, I, I think at this point, whatever you think uh, that's going on in CMLL right now, too, from what I've been seeing out of uh, what Cubs fan has been tweeting about them and stuff like that, is just like that situation seems to be a whole mess. So this is just like one extra layer added on top yeah, of everything. Yeah, but CMLL doesn't seem to give a shit on a good day. True. Let, let alone in a pandemic, you know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I now as for why New Japan saw fit to announce this, it, that, I think it's just again uh, enforcing that the fact that they have a partnership and that maybe at a Fantastica Mania you see the two groups if you know these uh, listen. Los Ingobernables, if they last long enough to interact with Los Ingobernables, they hop on. We can see maybe some nice little crossovers here and there at a Fantastica Mania in 2022. But until then, let's hold your breath, see where it goes. But yeah, but I mean, let's, not literally, hold your breath. But... Yeah, don't hold your breath. Yeah, please don't hold your breath. We, we don't want to be responsible for, uh, for anybody, uh, you know, dying of <laughs> lack of oxygen. But, you know, it, it's just, again, it, I mean, I think you, you, myself, and our, our our good friends Dave and Lee from uh, from Days of Thunder, we actually talked about this like last year sometime. Like, why this would not work? You know, if you try to redo Los Ingobernables, I think we very specifically said the circumstances just could never come together like that ever again. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's obvious now that they're just doing this to, you know, enforce a trademark. Yeah, it's very much a situation where really some of the better things that come out of pro wrestling are a combination of not only good ideas, but also circumstances that you wouldn't likely encounter in any other point in a particular timeline and all of that coming together at once while some of the worst ideas in pro wrestling is just trying to just force certain things in and thinking that you're going to, like, get diminishing returns on it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, this is stupid. And, you know, and, and for them to use this because they're trying to possibly prevent La Sombra from using this outside of CMLL when, you know, that hasn't really stopped Rush at all. <laughs> no. One hundred percent, and good and good on Rush for just going, yeah, fuck you guys. Yeah, it's like considering what they know of the world of lucha libre and the like. It's a situation where it's like, yeah, we'll use these copyrights because guess what? If you try to come after me in court, I can go after you in court right back for a ton of other shit that you do over there because we know how Mexico just does not give a fuck about copyrights as a whole yeah. on anything. So, turnabout is fair play in this situation. 
Yeah, except between lucha companies, it seems because you know of, of, of when and where and how people are presented in, in, in you know if they go from AAA to like like you know the, the like Charlie Manson had to become Charlie Rockstar in CMLL, you know when he was doing you know after he'd left AAA, you know mm -hmm. it's Mexico you know, lucha politics is just <laughs> that's a whole other world. Mm -hmm. That is a whole other world. It, 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 it's its own bizarre lane, and I'm sure, like, that particular discourse as well between, like, people who follow that scene very closely to and having to deal with those particular set of politics on a daily basis has just got to be, like, its own brand of fucking exhausting. So, Godspeed yeah. to all of you doing that. Yeah, so... Hey, real quick... Let, let, let's wrap this up. Uh, over on the NJPW Strong side of things, we have our field for the New Japan Cup USA, and uh, holy shit, they actually went with Clark Connors over TJP. Who, saw that, who saw that coming? <laughs> Good for Clark Connors, because that's a guy that's been working his butt off on the LA Dojo side of the fence, so it's good to see him starting to get some something good coming out of that on top of um, everything else that's been going on. Technically, I think uh, I remember reading an interview where Shibata said that Connors is technically graduated at this point since he won the Lions break tournament. So ah, okay. he's at this point where he's in that phase of like transitioning out of young lion, but not like having fully developed his entire thing as of yet like figuring things out as he goes like past that stage so right this is a good step for him in that direction so good good to see that happening good to see ren narita doing his fucking thing in that show too thank god that they've got him now like yeah. there at the dojo and working these shows because it's been due uh, Chris Dickinson's doing great, so he's qualified now too which yeah although, awesome. the, although that, that match was kind of funny because it's like Due to his opponent was, was like, yeah, we knew Chris Dickinson was going over because Blake Christian's already reported to the perform the WWE Performance Center. Yeah, definitely. You know, mm -hmm. Which, hey, good luck to him. Indeed. Uh, but yeah, who? So our, our field is uh, Clark Connors, Chris Dickinson, Ren Narita, uh, Brody King. Uh, I know Hikuleo has made it. Mm -hmm. uh, who else? Fred Rosser's Fred, Fred Rosser's Rosser, yes, Fred Rosser. And then who and else? then uh, Leo Rush, uh, Tom Lawler as well. Right. Okay. Yeah. Leo. I, I forgot about Leo Rush and Tom Lawler. So, yeah. So th this actually may be a fun little tournament. Yeah, it looks uh, the lineup is pretty awesome. So I'm actually excited to see what they'll do with yeah. the. Uh, brackets and the likes so yeah. and the uh and it looks like the uh the, the the prize of course will be a shot at john moxley yeah which hey should make for a good little summer bout at this point between moxley and the winner of this thing yeah so because i do think now that they've worked out the semantics and they had him versus kanta that will pop back on a strong show much sooner than a full calendar year at this point right although they Oh, let's face it, you know, for all the talk of Forbidden Doors and all that, they haven't really done much since then. Although, it, yeah, although another thing that should be mentioned as well, too, is that it's interesting to see Brody King and Chris Dickinson now on this uh, tournament bracket, considering that 
at Ring of Honor's 19th anniversary show, the way that that show closed was with both La Facción Ingobernable and the Foundation factions. They're getting attacked by a new faction of Brody King as its leader uh, with Chris Dickinson, Tony Deppen, and Homicide coming back to Ring of Honor after so many years. Wow. Uh Apparently, Violence Unlimited is the name of the faction because they've just released merch as well. Too. What do they so, call themselves? Violence Unlimited. Okay. Too bad I just don't give a shit about Ring of Honor. I mean, it sounds like a cool unit, but, <laughs> you know. I would say, to its credit, Ring of Honor has been getting better, like their past couple of shows that they've done on the closed environment, on their little bubble over in Baltimore and stuff like that. They've There's been some good shows that have come off of that from what I've seen, but I understand also for like people who been disenchanted with it from the past couple of years to like be hesitant to give it a shot. So well, I, I get that. I mean I, I quit buying I, I quit watching and you know after you know the one of the Briscoes basically tacitly said that they, you know, didn't oh, yeah. care Unders- about Charlottesville. Oh, complete- but yeah. Oh yeah, completely understandable, especially with the fucking Briscoes still being around and the right. like. So but, all, but no, also I get that. I do. Yeah, but also, you know, being there live at G1 Supercard and... Oh, yeah. The the Supercard that ruined so many things for so many people in terms of that company's image. Oh, yeah. They've been trying to rehabilitate it pretty much ever since. Yeah. I mean, you know, the, the bringing back the, the pure title, okay, that's cool, you know. And Gresham has been a very good champion in that regard for it, too, which is good on yeah. them for that. But So... All right, you know what? I don't think we're gonna milk anything else out. Is yeah, it, let's, uh, unless somebody else. I mean, did, I, I, unless you uh, just 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 bullshit for a second. Did you watch the Dragon Gate show yesterday? Because I did not. No, yeah. not yet. Okay, cool. I gotta catch up on like the past two shows or so. I'm gonna be doing that probably between tonight and tomorrow. So right on. Yeah, yeah. I, I've actually been enjoying Dragon Gate in 2021 so far. I think at, you know after the whole Toriyaman generation versus DG generation thing and ended. holy d involved yeah mm-hmm. yeah after that now we're we're, we're breaking everything we're we're breaking units up and and forming new ones again you know i think yeah this is this is some good uh this is some good stuff now i've also heard that a lot of people didn't seem to think that all japan in 2020 was that good um i don't have a real base for forming an opinion although you know it still ticked me off that they went back to suwama as the triple crown champion over Kento or like mm-hmm. someone like Jake Lee or, you know, yeah, but you know, I, I don't know. Wrestling's just weird. And then we have cyber fight who clearly love their old men champions. Yeah. Jesus yeah. Christ. Yeah. Which, which reminds me, I got to get started on an article regarding that. But anyway, right. Anyways. Yeah. It's about that time. It's so that blood time. wise, for me, it's simple enough. You can go uh, and find me on Twitter and Instagram at Brazilian Fury. That's Brazilian with an S instead of a Z. You can also find my other podcast, Soundtracks on the Sticks. That's on Twitter at Sounds on Sticks. And that particular podcast is on the Night of the Living Geeks Network, which is notlg.com. Uh, you can find me at Strong Style Story without the E in style on Twitter. My personal Twitter at GDWessel2 S1L. Um. The blog is at strongstylestory.tumblr.com. Uh, you can hear me on this network weekly on Boom Goes the Dynamite and also uh, every two to three weeks on 
Busting Balls podcast where, where my uh, myself and my co-host John Arnold uh, talk the beautiful game. Um, this coming week, you can hear me also on another PWOM network show called Gideon Guys, where they go through the DC Comics uh, TV show Legends of Tomorrow, although... My guest, my guest spot was involving a uh, an episode of The Flash that ties into a big crossover with that. Um, I just want to make a quick public statement about this: is that I very unintentionally misgendered comics writer Grant Morrison uh, during this. I, I very unintentionally. I didn't even realize until I was laying in bed later that night. So uh, my apologies for that, um, and uh, I'll you know I'll try to. Keep that in mind going forward. So, anyway, Chris, any final words? Uh, nothing else from me. Uh, we'll see you post Sakura Genesis, I guess. Yeah, we'll we'll talk Sakura Genesis. We'll preview Wrestling Duntaku, and uh, yeah, hopefully we <laughs> we'll have some good things to say about a title belt. So, uh, until then, take care. Goodbye.